This movie violated my wife. It stands accused. Does this movie deny that it was two and a half hours long? Nay. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. And we're Married with Television, marriedwithtelevision.com. This is our first episode of 2022 because we're slow. We don't put out episodes all the time. Uh, but we do at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. Twice a month. Yeah, it's what we're shooting. What are we going to be talking about today? We should talk about Peacemaker because that just dropped and we watched it. Talk about Seinfeld more. And um, that show I've been watching I that I really like and I think you like it. But I don't know, the Teenage Bounty Hunters. Oh, like yeah, Teenage show. Bounty Hunters is... Is fun. It's a fun show to watch. Just watching the previews of it, I was surprised at how little it is about the. They, they, yeah, part. it's it's more about the twins and their relationships. It's basically Pen Fifteen, but if they were bounty hunters and popular, and but yeah, and popular, <laughs> and, like they weren't like Pen Fifteen is a lot more. Uh, they're a lot more nerdy, or at least they feel like outcasts. Like they yeah. and they portray themselves as that. Yeah, everybody likes. But that. they're also in middle school, and these these kids are in high school. They're a little bit older. Right. Even though Pen Fifteen, what are they like? Thirty. Yeah, they're the two main characters are like you know close to forty, I think, and but they play themselves as it's like teenagers, school. yeah, as like twelve and thirteen, fourteen year olds or whatever middle school. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So we talked about talking about Seinfeld, but we no, they're really thirteen because they went to a bar yeah, mitzvah. They, <laughs> anyway, they, we never really got into. But Seinfeld does a lot of cool stuff that. When we re- rewatched it, like how many times did you rewatch? Oh God, the at least all the way through, of like five times, probably just That's on amazing. repeat. It's I mean, not amazing. Watched, it's sad. I've watched a few episodes a couple times. I bet there are still episodes I haven't seen. Really? Like, yeah. No, I can't. Two, especially in the later say season. that. There's ones that I skip. Like I don't like watching the one where Jerry and Elaine have sex. Is it where like? Is it that one where he's like? You gotta give me another shot. Is yeah, because she faked orgasms with him and he got mad. Yeah, and they get mad about the dumbest stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and they and they're just they're also selfish and they never do anything. Just you know, like Jerry kind of does things to be kind, not really. And they always are like end up being bad things. Like the one that that gets me the most is when he buys his parents a cow <laughs> and it destroys their lives. <laughs> Everything they do destroys people's lives. Yes. If you if you see anybody from Seinfeld, if you saw any of those characters, just run. Yeah. Like don't interact with them in any way whatsoever. And Preferably yeah, move. I can see Jerry getting the woman he gets because he's kind of famous and you know he probably meets them and he's personable. He has confidence. George though. It's impossible. Why these women like are with him? He dates impossibly. <laughs> like too, even for George, too good looking for him. Women. Yeah, and like and they set him up with people. Like why do they do that to their friends? And it'd be different if he was like a decent person. But, at and then all, they try or... to make us believe that Marissa Tomei is attracted to him. Oh yeah. Like like no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but nothing can possibly work out. No. For. Any of them. And then when it when it does for him, he hates the woman he's with. He hates Susan. Right. He can't he's break be- up with her. 
he's then, she's too like she's too powerful or something. She, and he wants to postpone to. the wedding, and she cries, and so he caves in. And it's like okay, we'll, no, we'll have he, to he cries. And right? then and then he's like, just be strong, you know. I'm just gonna go in there and be strong. And then he gets in there and he starts crying. Yeah. It's like oh my god, this is amazing. Why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Yeah. I had no idea how powerful this was. <laughs> It's awful. I could have postponed it for a year if I wanted to. And he ends up killing her, you know, by getting by the getting cheapest cheap invitations he can find <laughs> for their wedding. <laughs> like he doesn't want to get married. He wants to. He wants to run away. He thinks about running away to China for, <laughs> for like six months or a year until it passes. So, um, <laughs> Peacemaker is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so much about it I went, wasn't expecting at all. I wasn't expecting it to be so good. No. You know, and then I watched it and it's like, oh. You didn't know it was a, a written, James Gunn, Written though. and directed yeah, by no, James Gunn. I, I, I had no idea. I'm like, no wonder it's so that good. That was his idea. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about. Peacemaker. Uh, we just started watching the first season of Daredevil and we're on like episode I've watched seven. And you've two watched two and some change episodes or seasons and so I'm watching and them all again. For some then. reason I resisted Daredevil because I, I got bored with Jessica Jones and I got bored I with... I didn't get bored with Jessica you know, Jones. I got bored with her friend or sister or whoever that girl is, the blonde girl. There was just too much stuff in it that didn't seem to go anywhere for me. Like Daredevil is really amazing and when I'm watching it I just feel like there's a lot of love for the source material. It's yeah. so, like, Frank miller It's definitely Daredevil, you know? It's just hard. It's, it's hard really hard good. Work. It's hard to watch a bunch in a row, though. The fighting and I've it already watched it, so it's kind of... some of the best mm. fighting I've ever seen on TV. Like, it's, it's good. Crazy, it's really good. It's a great show. It's a, it's a wonderful show. So... And I so, mean, it must have been. They picked up two characters and put them in the movie. Put them in the MCU. Like, yeah. That's how awesome he was. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome to see that Matt Murdock in Spider-Man No Way Home. But I saw this cartoon with, with a brain talking to the person, and the person's like, hey, we're going to be really productive today. And the brain's like, no. <laughs> and the person's like, okay, then we're going to relax and have a relaxing day the brain's like no only guilt <laughs> you just watched the last duel oh my god I and that's the last dong to watch. you just watched the last dong <laughs> got to see adam driver's dong i might have not been his dong i don't know anymore it's hard to tell it might have been a stunt dong well sometimes they wear fake dogs like i don't know why maybe they have really small dongs they would i mean yeah I, they would wear a fake like dog. uh the dude in a the hbo watchman that was him that was um, his actual dog yes <laughs> but like you know mark, mark Wahlberg wore a fake one. Oh yeah because he had to <laughs> they're like well you need to show your dog in this scene and he's like okay uh can we get uh, special effects and makeup in here. No, they had you. That was the guy's whole thing. Is that right? Right. Yeah. He 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 might have had a, a, a you know yeah, respectable dong. dong, but not Dirk Diggler. Yeah. Dong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. We will never know. I guess. I don't think he. How how did you enjoy dong, you know? the last duel? Besides I hated the dog it. Part. It was boring as fuck. I can't imagine you liking a, sh a movie like that. Every minute of you it. You normally don't like anything where there's no electricity, for one. No, like, and Jodie Comer was great. Like she acted great. It, it was like shot done. That like any violent death scene was pretty cool. 
it was done a lot like the at least the death scenes you know it wasn't as intense but it was done a lot like gladiator so they showed some really graphic like good death scenes and those were good but this story could have been 45 minutes 45 minutes it seemed like they lingered a lot to to fill up time you know just the parts well, i saw big long scene happens from one person's point of view and then it goes back shows the same scene from another person's point of view like you it shows a scene where like adam driver's looking at jodie comer and she's whispering and smiling to matt damon her husband we don't know what she says and who knows what he thinks then we get to see what then it she rewinds says. and we get to watch it, it doesn't again. even rewind it made me think that i you're watching a subsequent scene that i skipped or something it didn't like it didn't flow real well and it kept jumping from like 1370 something to 1380. Like, like the fuck I know from 13, you know? Well, you know, it was the 80s <laughs> and uh, the 1380s. <laughs> wow. So, but yeah. The actual dueling, there was only two duels. It, it apparently it's based off like some real story, but Adam Driver's character is really well loved and respected by the noble people and the king. Matt Damon is always getting shit on. and <laughs> So he can't rape like, anyone and get away with it. He fights for the king. So the yeah. king, you know, or not, it's not the king. It's like the person in between. That Duke? Ben Affleck. Know. Oh, really? Yeah. Lord Duke. Affleck? Yeah, I forget what his name is archduke affleck somebody went through that with me at school like what all the king vassal archduke uh, yeah, yeah, blah yeah. blah knight but the you know whole, matt damon's whole plan was she was raped Viscount, and she didn't want to just shut her mouth because that's really what she should have done was just kept her fucking mouth shut unless he killed adam driver she'd be dead no matter what because everybody knows scientifically it's just a fact rape can't cause pregnancy so the 1380s <laughs> is basically just run by republicans uh it's horrible modern day republicans yeah no no there's no possible way a woman could get pregnant when she's a woman's raped. body has a way of shutting in cases of legitimate rape yes. ben affleck you know helped write this movie just so he could be in bed with with a bunch of naked women all the time he's in bed with naked women all the time yes hey let me write this part i, I have a few notes for the shooting script here 10 more they bitches go home to their women their actual wives two and a half hours yeah too. it was like a bunch of just him going off to war and her sitting there alone fighting with the mom well i'm glad you watched it for the both of us <laughs> you took one for the team which yeah. is what apparently jody comer should have done is what you're saying yeah i could make that movie in 45 minutes that was another stupid thing like they had this whole scene like way longer than a scene where matt damon's mad because ben affleck gave some land he won from jody comer's father that should have been her dowry to adam driver as a friendly gesture but it should have been Matt Damon's land and like so I guess it's Bullshit just like making that. him hate him but it like they focused on it really hard so I thought he was going to do something conniving to just get his land back but no it no. went nowhere so it had a it had all the things that series have it had a subplot that goes nowhere yeah a, uh, I'm telling you this is a 45 minute movie at most it's an episode of uh, Law and Order 1380 yeah <laughs> something like that dun, yeah. dun. Your Lordship, ladies and gentlemen, this movie violated my wife. <laughs> it stands accused. J'accuse movie in her own bed. <laughs> in, in all fairness, I did watch it in like three sittings. So. Thrice!
That's like it violated her. No, that's like that's like three episodes Shortly. of Law and Order, right? Just not as much each time. It's like forty-five minutes three times is about two and a half hours, right? So brazen was this transgression. <laughs> she had to divide it into three excruciating I was, settings. I almost like gave up, but then I'm like, no, I'm so close. I can do oh. it. Like, yeah, forty minutes. This movie, I can do that. I did. Maybe you want you want to accuse that movie. That movie That means eyes. I'm gonna have to duel that movie. <laughs> well, did she enjoy the movie? No. <laughs> and it was against her will. She chose to do it. She didn't choose to be bored. I'm practicing the whole trial. Okay. Thumbs down. Okay. The last duel. Watch it or don't on uh, what's it on? HBO right now. HBO. At least for free. It's you can rent it anywhere. Yes. Please enjoy. Don't pay money for that movie. <laughs> Hey, it's Dalton. And Sam. We want to tell you about our podcast called Big Ten Plus Four. Are you a college football fan who doesn't want to always be talking about the SEC? Are you a college basketball fan who's tired of hearing how the Big Ten doesn't win in the big dance? Then we're the show for you. Check us out each week on the Odd Pods Media Network. We bring you college sports with a Big Ten flavor. Big Ten Plus Four. College sports with Midwest perspective. Blue collar and blue blood. Okay, we're talking you, you about Seinfeld right now because you know I I bought I didn't have I didn't own the entire set I gave up on it after a while like I have never seen season nine all the way through as far as I know really do they have it streaming so yeah on Netflix oh. so I could that's like I was like oh maybe I'll just I haven't watched Seinfeld for you know it was on Hulu for a long time and I never watched I watched like the episodes that I really like, like the puffy shirt and the parking garage. The puffy shirt. The ones that don't really involve women. Yeah. (laughs) They're funny, and they are, and they're still funny. They hold up. But the show as a whole is, it's, it, it makes me angry because all Jerry cares about is how a woman looks. They all treat women like objects. Elaine is almost a man in the show. Like, she gets a pass for whatever reason, but she's like on there. She's like D and always sunny almost, you know? Yeah. But yeah. she's, they don't use Elaine properly. Like, they could get such better stories. Like, even when Elaine tells them they're being stupid, it, she doesn't really care, you know? That's why, how I feel about her, too. Like, she's just as bad as they are. If, you know. So, like, Kramer is the most sympathetic dude on that show, which is He really up. is. He's the one who, like, cares the most about people and, like. He actually, just doesn't have a filter. Yeah. He, and he says whatever he's thinking. Unlike the Dungeons and Dragons chart somebody put out, like, Seinfeld is lawful evil and always sunny is chaotic evil. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what I don't understand those charts, but I, <laughs> I am finding that I'm, and I'm watching all of them, you know, and. Lawful goods like law and order. They are bad people, and they do address it at the end because in the very end they do go to jail. They go to jail for all their crimes. Well, no, it's they they got arrested in a town where, and I forget what the charge was, but it was like you know being rude on purpose. They didn't help somebody who was yeah, so yeah, they they just cared about themselves, and so they do address it at the but at the very last episode. So they they're just horrible. They're horrible people. Yeah. But that was the rule that Larry David said, you know, no hugging, no learning allowed. But he didn't, I mean, they didn't, and I, like, they it's didn't funny. need to, like, objectify women that much. That, and that's all they do. Like, women are just objects in their, 
their episode. Their quest to feed their egos. Yeah. It, That's it's, really all it is. Yeah, and it's it's hard. Some of them are like, are you serious? Like, and Jerry Seinfeld's a nice guy. Like, he's not a... They don't ever, you know, cross the, the big lines, but they, they stay enough across the line that it's just yeah. wrong, you yeah. know? As far as, you know, that time period in the 90s, I would... Jerry Seinfeld would have been a great guy to have dated. How probably. many... Like, they, they did a count on, in some magazine or something, like, how many people that they've slept with, and it's just, like, hundreds or something. Well, like, they, they, like so they say it once in an episode. They're like, geez, Jerry, you break up with a girl every week. I think uh, George yeah. says that to him, I think. <laughs> but they're, they're making fun that it's every week. and uh, he, So he probably sleeps with a way more women than they even show on the show. But what's really weird is when him and Elaine try to do the friends with benefits thing and Jerry's like, because I think they they established that Jerry and Elaine were a couple for at least two or three years. And he goes, well, how many times did we sleep together? Like 25? She's like, no, 37. And like, so even if it was 37, that's like once a month. Like, Was so. it supposed to be years they dated? Or yes. like a yeah, year? No, it was years. They, they did it years and on. only slept together 37 times? That, yeah, so that didn't make any sense because he definitely was sleeping with other women for sure. It's so funny that it was, was 37. I know, that cracked me up because Elaine knows exactly row? too. Yeah, I know, that's, that's <laughs> all. But yeah, Elaine. And by the end of the episode, it's up to 39. And then they do sleep together one more time because of the fake orgasm. Jerry. Oh, he has to know. He has to yeah. know. And she's like, fine, half hour. And so they, <laughs> and they do. They they sleep together. So for it's up to forty now, and I'm on season six or so. Yeah, I bet there's some I haven't seen. The puffy shirt is. The, awesome. I know, but the, those are those are the ones that I really like. Like the ones where they, you know, no woman's really involved. Yeah, and I didn't like it when they do when they stop doing stand up. Like he start he had the stand up bookends on the on the show, and I yeah. missed that. Uh, the, yeah, that, that stops was one of my favorite parts. Season seven or it, it's pretty late, pretty late in the though, show. Yeah, it's he does not. A lot. And there, there's another show. Like Grounded for Life, they used to at the end of every episode they used he to do a little extra, but then no, they didn't talk to the camera. They just had a little like thing going while the credits were running that was oh. funny, you know. And and they stopped that when they switched networks. They, huh. they went from like the WB to the CW or UPN or one of those, you know. Which, and I hey, I didn't like it because it, then the end was just stills and music. It was. I like the format. So they did, there are shows they have changed the format before, but they did that with Seinfeld, which was probably okay at the time. And like, I was finally at an episode where he's like, geez, I, I should get this internet thing because they're starting to talk about email yeah. and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, can, you can see yeah, history. Yeah, like he, he's always had a computer. Yeah. But it's just a PC like, that, you know, yeah, types on yeah, probably more of a word processor than anything. <laughs> you can see that evolution. But no, I'm just realizing that Seinfeld's just, the character Jerry Seinfeld, is a horrible, horrible person. They're like, all pretty horrible. <laughs> George is obviously I a horrible love it person. When, when George Kramer is like, is like the only halfway decent person. He's like, you wouldn't do that. You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't cross that line, George. And George is like, uh, yeah, what? Come on. <laughs> so my favorite one of those um, comedy things he does is the one where he's like, you know, you're staying up late and you're you're night guy. You don't care. Oh, you're yeah. staying up late and and, and uh, you're like, but you have to get up early in the morning. It's like that's not my problem. I'm night guy. That's morning guy's problem. <laughs> night guy always screws morning guy. <laughs> that's so true. It's so true because every morning I'm up yeah. when I have to get that's up early. Like, why do I do does, that? Like, he rarely is talking about women in his stand-up. It's no. always just observational. You know, it's funny. You know, it's... But 
the show itself, he Jerry's a bad, bad person. Or he's talking about uh, men channel surf and women. Yeah. Ones. They're like, why don't you stay on yeah, something? Yeah, that's one of the rare times he is talking that's about men and women. But usually that's because men hunt not, and women nest. Yeah. And, and that one gets messed up because the girl comes and heckles him. And so he can't even get that joke it's out. part of the show. No, it's <laughs> no. not part of the show. <laughs> I remember... Um, I want to watch Angel with my or, some uh, comedy special where Buffy uh, with my son about comedians where yeah. he's like it's not they think it's part of the show I I plan my routine yeah. out meticulously and I don't include and tackling at no point do I include tackling in that plan yeah <laughs> so. We got to see an early advanced screening of Moonfall. An investor screening. The AMC, AMC investors. Investors. Sometimes you get to see movies. Like, we saw the uh, sequel to Escape Room. Oh, yeah, yeah. You okay. see it, like, a week early. So, Moonfall, I don't think, is out yet. So, we got to see it at the Dolby Theater at AMC in Burbank. And uh, I swear they those people were, like... Must have been oh, major. Says, yeah, it says February fourth is the release day. So. They must have been major investors in AMC I, because they clapped for the creepy Nicole Kidman yeah, thing at the beginning of the movie. It's like woohoo, Nicole Kidman! Yeah. yeah! I thought it was like they were being ironic, like, oh, yeah. right, this again. No, I think they were sincerely like super stoked about the Nicole they... Kidman AMC thing, and they were just stoked about AMC. I think these people owned a major portion of AMC shares. That or we with. part of that movie, because they sure liked that movie. They were investors in that movie. They were laughing at the jokes. I, what jokes? They, okay. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, like. No, I'm spoiling it. Don't see Moonfall. If, if you plan on seeing Moonfall, fine. Don't ignore our warning and don't listen to this. There was a uh, moment. But we, we can't even tell you what happens because we don't know. We, we got left. A, we got about an hour into it and Jamie looks at me like something horribly stupid happens and they said something stupid i mean i don't mind if the premise is dumb or the science is dumb like uh, that's the last thing i care about no i love movies disaster movies like that if if the dialogue is just makes you go like i'm watching a hanna barbera cartoon how many times did they say spacex helped us out oh god they like and then that dude that was in love with elon musk so they mentioned his name at least twice in the first hour and uh maybe he shows up at the end the whole thing just <laughs> nothing about it makes sense no so everybody's evacuated this place they they somehow grabbed a space shuttle out of a museum and stuck it on a, a launcher and but then there's an engine part sitting there. It's like, ah, oh, we can't fix this. We, right, we got an hour to fix it. Just do it. You know, this kind of thing. It's like, Jamie's looking at me. And then <laughs> I, I gave it another minute. And then I look back at her. It's like, we only have a short window of time to escape this movie. Yes. <laughs> we escaped. Oh, but we wasted, like, driving there, parking. Yeah. $23 yeah, for your ticket because it was in the fucking Dolby Theater. Oh, my God. Whatever. It was worth it to leave. We I did. I haven't walked out of a movie out of in there. so long. I think the only movie I ever remember walking out on was, like, Ernest Saves Christmas. I would so watch Ernest Saves Christmas. I know. I'm going. I, I don't know how. Why? Again. I was just mad, I think, because, like, whoever I was dating, like, that's all they wanted to watch. And I'm like, Seriously? I, yeah, I don't know what you're expecting if you're in the theater of Ernest Saves Christmas. It seems like you should stick that one out because you know you you knew what I, you're getting no. into. I I did, but I didn't want to. I I just left. 
Even when I when it when the movie started, I was like, this movie has every right to be dumb. Like, oh it's yeah, a no dumb disaster movie, and I was prepared. If for it that. was I just was like Armageddon, for... I would have stayed for the whole thing. You know, and I'm not saying Armageddon was good no. at all, but it it had like funny I mean, parts that were genuinely funny. It had like dialogue that Con Air is one of my favorite movies. Realistic? No, yeah, not it, at it, all. It has in dialogue any way. That, that either a people would actually say yeah. possibly, <laughs> or b is interesting and fun or, or funny. Yeah. This didn't have any of that. No. No. Um, and it just threw one thing after another at you that... The crew that is supposed to save the world from the moon, that's not a moon, it's an alien megastructure. Uh, yeah, well... that That's what we learned before okay, we that's left. That's all fine. I'm but, all fine but, with but that. But that would have been fine if the crew went that's going to save it wasn't a disgraced astronaut, conspiracy theorist... Uh, His son that got out of jail. Yeah, some some kid. And uh, and Halle Berry, who's like the only legitimate like NASA person, I think. But anymore. she's like, not anymore because she's breaking the rules and doing this. Yeah. I, so it's the the mismatch team isn't like a group of convicts or you know it, nothing that exciting. It's it's like people that don't know shit about shit. And the the moon isn't just like going out of orbit and falling. It's it's like basically a spaceship or something. And it's just jumping around doing whatever it wants. Yeah. So there's no there's just nothing to hang on to in that movie. No. There's nothing to grab onto, and I, there's no hero of the movie. No. There's nobody I would want to hang out with in the movie. It just like why didn't they ask us about this? I mean, because Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson are the leads. Like, come on, it could be good. Who but did they screen this movie with? It was like, oh, I like this. They part. screened like it with themselves. It's like uh, those people who were watching it with us, apparently. I guess so. They loved that movie. Or they, you know, they like, were not oh, laughing ironically. They were into that movie. They were laughing at the dumbest shit. Like, yeah. have they never seen a movie before? Or I don't a TV know. Show and, before? And, okay, they were all like over fifty, probably. 60. I'm over fifty, but I know, okay. but they probably over sixty. I, yeah. I, I'm really bad at guessing people's ages, but they seemed on the older side, and I bet they're just AMC investors, like. Or investors in that movie. It must be major. I I can almost see this movie having some kind of cult status, like like a Sharknado. <sighs> this movie is one step above Sharknado in its like how. I watch Shark. I watch Sharknado more than once. I yeah. would never even. I don't even care how this movie ends. We we left an hour in. It still had an hour like and a this, little change to go. It would be good go. for like a drinking game or something. I don't know. I. That, but um. And the plot jumps around, and it's it's just messy. It's and never, it never gives you time to care about it's like anything. The best thing it I can kind of cheesy describe it to is Geostorm, but Geostorm is amazing compared to this movie. Wow, that's and Geostorm is just awful. It's, it's so awful, but it, there's they say things and there's funny lines at least. Yeah. You know, like the whole premise is stupid and the editing is awful, and that was the whole deal. Is that you know they couldn't get it right and they kept trying and trying. But this movie, they people just, they pumped it up. Like, Halle Berry was out there super excited for it. Like, did she not watch it? Did they watch <laughs> the weird long version that yeah. <laughs> includes completely other scenes and cut out all these? Yeah. <laughs> because. It uh, doesn't mention Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, like, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what to say other than please don't give this movie money. It, it does <laughs> not deserve to be a box office hit. 
I think they are counting on people watching it opening weekend and yeah. getting all their money like like Fast and Furious style. Thumbs down. But don't that movie. please don't. And there weren't even that many people there for uh, advanced right. adv- investor screening. So hopefully, like, the people, the critics have already told people to not waste their time with this did, shit. Did have critics said anything I, about it yet? One critic said it, yeah. It had more plot holes than the moon had craters or something. No, or, they, said, they said a really good thing. Let me let me look at see if, any, see if anything else comes in. There's two now. There's two reviews. There was only one before. Two reviews. We can review it now. Moonfall is the worst film is Emmerich it? has isn't the worst film Emmerich has made, but it's close. <laughs> I don't. What that's, is, that's his whole review. What is the he worst one? He gave it one? a D. I have to look up his. Uh, it, he's an amazing director. Um, How do you make an apocalypse film so idiotic that the movie is its own kind of disaster? Yeah. <laughs> Moonfall can answer that question. This sloppy sci-fi flick has more holes in its plot yeah. than craters <laughs> on the, the moon. That's the one I read. <laughs> Moonfall also makes an atrocious mockery of NASA. It it just like sucks SpaceX dick real hard. Yeah, it does do that. So it's directed by Emmerich, who's known for a lot of end of the world or monsters attack. Yeah, no, movies. I mean I I like his movies. So I wasn't expecting it to be super, you know, hard science. You know, I wasn't expecting it to be like Contact or something like that. I was expecting it to be, you know. He he was a writer on Independence Day, Godzilla. Um, yeah, what am day I? Day after tomorrow, like cheesy movies, but they're entertaining. What am I to Godzilla? But uh, I think he directed his like big hit was like Midway. It was a war movie. I don't think it was Dunkirk. It was like Midway. It's like his son's in jail, and that's this weird side plot thing that has nothing to do with anything. And nope, who he made cares? Twenty twelve. Wow. Oh my God, some ba- batch. Who keeps giving this guy money? It yeah. just must make money, I guess. You know? Yeah, like Stargate. He's, he's credited on that, but I don't know as what yeah. directs Stargate. People love Stargate, though. So The movie, I hated that movie. Yes, he directed Stargate. I hated Stargate. I was like fine. I, I like it. I, I was fine with Stargate it. until they went through the Stargate, and then everything just got so stupid. It did get like, really stupid. It got so that. dumb so fast. That's like, I think Dean Devlin wrote it, but this guy directed it. So, I mean, and people love it. I mean, it has like at least two shows spawned off of it. Guess who's going into space to save the world? Brian, Casey, and Joe make the trip under a series of jumbled and preposterous circumstances. <laughs> that That's a good way of describing it. Somehow during this life or death situation, Sonny and Michelle find time to make goo-goo eyes at each other and act like they want to date each other when this pesky apocalypse is all over. <laughs> Where are they in the Colorado mountains? Tom thought it'd be safer there. Uh, there's some nonsense in the movie that higher the elevation <laughs> people can be, they're less likely they'll be to be killed. But apparently the Moonfall filmmakers want viewers to forget that the safety precaution is pointless if you're trapped on a mountain where you could be buried in a snowy avalanche caused by <laughs> earthquakes that are out. Uh, th- there's so many things like yeah, that. Like, no, like it, yeah. everything they say is like, it, it gets worse, says this, this time-wasting trash movie. <laughs> She's, wow. If you really dare subject yourself to this time-wasting trash movie, it might be hard for you not to laugh at the big reveal. <laughs> okay, so it's not I am Unicron. It's not, okay. that's that's the thing. I, I, if, if it's, um, you know, Orson Welles, the late Orson Welles, brought back from the dead to say, I am Unicron, and it yeah. turns out to be Unicron. I was hoping a Transformer was inside I the would, moon. Yes, I would be very, like, much more happy. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of be mad we left if a Transformer was inside yeah, the moon. Yeah. But 
Okay, okay, we didn't see Donald Sutherland. Like, he is... He was in this movie. We did not see him at all. No, we did. We did see him. Did he, he was the guy in the wheelchair that comes out. Oh, okay. He's like, right. like, I had yeah, the secret this whole time, this moon conspiracy cover-up. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Okay. The answer is supposed to make this movie look deep, but it's just a pathetic attempt to rip off 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. We didn't get that far. Yeah, we didn't. You're more likely to be grimacing than laughing if you end up watching Moonfall. And, and, and this whole thing is like, if you find yourself in the disaster of watching Moonfall, this... this uh, review reads like a uh, like a disaster preparedness guide, like how yeah. to avoid being killed if if you find yourself in, you know, get out, get run, yeah, run, yeah, and out of like, this dude has no business being. In and space. we were walking out. Jamie told me Shh, be quiet because I was like I couldn't stop chuckling. I was yeah. like, fuck you, movie. Yeah, <laughs> like why? Those people really like them. I was laughing on the way out of the hall. I think people in the theater heard me because i couldn't hold it in anymore (laughs) and we just walked out and uh that was that i haven't walked out in a movie in so long like it was like i wanted to go home anyway it was it would have been like 10 11 10 30 before we got home as it was we got home at like eight so i'm i'm good you know i'd rather be home doing anything like watching literally anything episode another episode of knight rider we we like could have watched two episodes of knight rider instead of this and it would have been so much more realistic and <laughs> yeah, we, we could suspend our disbelief for you know some silly stunt tricks. Yeah, <laughs> but this was just beyond stretching the the boundaries of credulity. Oh no! And the actors take it so seriously. Like that's like what's good about like the core and stuff is like the actors like are having fun. These not, actors are dead serious. It's not like I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson watching this. Oh the science is wrong here i think yeah. any lay person could watch this and be like yeah that doesn't look right yeah that does not <laughs> seem like that adds up i don't at think all. you could just pull a decrepit space shuttle out of a museum and shoot it off you know an hour later and just yeah, <laughs> a day later or two days later like they, they, they had no time whatsoever like you couldn't even like ship it over there in that yeah. amount of time let alone take it out of mothballs and get it somehow working i don't know yeah I just, just people had already like fucked it up so it, yeah. it had people had access to it somehow <laughs> yeah i'm more likely to believe that knight rider uh stopped foiled a, a plot of tactical nuclear weapons thieves yeah um but whose whose idea was to get around the security by putting blue paint around the part where it says it's nuclear <laughs> and calling it uh uh, armor-piercing shells. Yes. So, don't watch Moonfall. Yeah. Bye. This is our public it's service announcement. Yeah. We warned you. To survive Moonfall, please don't watch it. All right. <laughs> or if you do watch it, try and think of some drinking game or something that you can watch, you know. Like, I can see For getting free. into it in in a really, really, like, cult-like way. Where I can't. You have, I, I like, never want to see that movie again. Or something. No, I never want to see that movie again. Ever. If you throw stuff at it and have a big party and you dress up like the characters and mi- mimic their lines like, like, oh, I thought I was working for the American people. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, th- okay. there's nothing funny about that movie. Our episodes take a long time because it takes a long time to get around to editing it. I was going to get up this morning and do it, but then we got sucked <laughs> into the TV and we binged watched just randomly this show that's on uh, Paramount Plus uh, or CBS called Ghosts, and I guess it's a remake... Of a British show called Ghosts. 
What made you start watching it? When like I don't know. I just I, I just want to see what it was. A lot of people. And it has like the it. the girl from uh, iZombie. That's the girl from iZombie. Yeah. I did not recognize her. Well, because she doesn't have white hair and weird oh God, like, white okay. zombie makeup and different eyes. I mean, so exactly the same. Okay. Well, now, but right. she's older. Right. She looks All very right. different to uh, me. Okay. Like, she's like same girl. Yeah, she's like halfway between her and Kristen Bell now. Rose so. MacGyver. Speaking of which, we did watch a thing with Kristen Bell too. Uh, Kristen Bell. Was it the woman? The woman uh, the, yeah. across the street. Of the woman across the street. The woman from the in woman the house across the street from the girl in the window. In the window or something yeah, like that. Something like, like that. It's just. It's it, making fun of uh, that Amy Adams movie in rear window kind of like it's it's spoofing a lot of things but very specifically that amy adams movie where right. she's an alcoholic and i can't remember what it's called she it's has like the, the woman in the mental issues house too, or like for some real. bullshit yeah she has agoraphobia but in in the that show she she's afraid of rain she, <laughs> <laughs> she can't leave her house because what if it suddenly what was like that called? The down I can't remember now. It's like, it's like similar to agoraphobia, but it's agoraphobia. Like yeah, o-phobia or something. yeah o-phobia, I can't remember. I but ghosts, we watched a bunch of them, and they're really funny. Um, it's it, it's got a lot of people that we like in it. Yeah. Rose, Rose Mc, MacIver. Can't tell a capital Mac. I from it. Also, it's Mc, MacIver. Yes. Like MacGyver. Rose, Rose MacGyver. Uh, <laughs> with Saki. I can't read things. Brandon Scott Jones. That I can read. <laughs> and he's funny. His shit. Like, he's all from of them the really Good funny. Place. He was yeah. the. What was his he name? He was the gossip columnist yeah. on, on the last season of The Good Place. John? Or, uh, I can't remember what his name was. Devin Long or uh, what's what's his name? Uh, the muscle guy. Oh, in Flex Mentallo. Flex Mentallo yeah. in Doom Patrol. Was in the yeah, there's like a, a huge cast because there's like, what? 10, 12 ghosts that yeah. she can... Okay, think. so what happens is Samantha, a cheerful... I'm just, I'm just going to read the description. Okay. okay. Samantha, a cheerful freelance journalist, and Jay, an up-and-coming chef from the city, throw both caution and money to the wind when they decide to convert a huge rundown country estate they inherited into a bed and breakfast, only to find it's inhabited by the many spirits of deceased residents. The departed souls are, close, are a close-knit uh, eclectic group that includes a saucy prohibition era lounge singer, a pompous 1700s militiaman, <laughs> a 60s hippie fond of hallucinogens, an overly upbeat 80s scout troop leader, uh, <laughs> and there's also a Viking uh, guy that they're not mentioning. If the spirits were anxious about the commotion and renovation, and it's nothing compared to when they realize Samantha is the first live person who can see and hear them. So she uh, falls down the stairs and goes to the hospital, and she's technically dead for a couple minutes. Yeah. And when she comes back, she can see all the dead people and, and talk to and interact yeah. with them. And so the hijinks begins. But it's it's funny. There's so many references to cool things and so many jokes that, you know... Yeah, and it's very new, get. so all the references are, like, new Super stuff current. you haven't... Yeah. And the um, they dress up for a Halloween episode in... Their Halloween costumes are, you know, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell from Step Brothers. They're yes. dressing up like Step Brothers. <laughs> so they both have wigs on and like sweater vests, and they look like Step Brothers. Yeah, like that's the kind of just dry, fun yeah. humor. They have curly-haired on. wigs on and and sweater vests. So it's like from the cover, like right the picture. Yeah, on the yes. cover of it. So that like sucked up my our morning is yeah watching the 
girl in the window and across it's like the street. It's super cold them. again. I shouldn't complain because there's like a huge storm back east. Oh, it's under 70. It's, so yeah, cold it's freezing. Here. It's freezing, I say. It's cold. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> when she, there's the 1800s, like, countess kind of woman. She's, there. Yeah, she's like the person who built the house. Yeah, and she's. She she wasn't the first person who died there, but she was the first oh, person who built allergies. a house. You should take cocaine about it. Yeah. <laughs> cocaine is fantastic for allergies. Well, it's a controlled substance now. Oh, no. Four out of five barbers prefer cocaine. <laughs> it's a wonder drug. <laughs> so, yeah. Ghosts. Watch it on um, Paramount Plus. Or, yeah, I think that's all Or CBS on. or... I don't know that it's Whatever on CBS. Whatever form of CBS you can watch it on, I guess. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we're going to end our episode now. We talked yeah. about Knight Rider and... Oh, okay. So we, we started talking We're going to continue Knight Rider on a separate track, I think. I think yeah. we're just going to keep putting out little Knight Rider things. We're going to yes. mar- have a separate show called Married with Knight Rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later we'll pick a different old TV show. Yeah. But the thing is, like, Knight Rider has four seasons. Of 22 episodes of, each, except for one has 24. So it's like 90-some episodes? Yeah. Or, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of episodes. If anything exemplifies TV from that era, it's Knight Rider. And I think Knight Rider was very influential. Uh, yeah, you watch, definitely. You um, watch watch so many shows and really it's they're just like better fleshed out Knight Rider episodes yeah like every t- every episode of everything is a Knight Rider episode the <laughs> Knight Rider is just like the bare bones version yeah. of that you know li- like a leverage episode or yeah. uh, even you know any any Dean Devlin show really like they it's a Knight Rider episode like Burn Notice Burn is Notice is, a, is Knight Rider Burn Notice is for sure a lot Rider. more information and you know exactly what Michael can do a person but. who can do special things <laughs> is running around before that like Kung Fu was that and the yeah. Incredible Hulk was that but like I don't know. I think I think Knight Rider just had that formula. In the eighties, like yeah. it was the original. Yeah, it was like it was the original A Team or whatever. You know, A Team was definitely most made by the same. Yeah, same people. Uh, same dude that made Battlestar Galactica. Same dude that made that Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, you said Battlestar Galactica was a lot like it too, right? So like it's like Battlestar Galactica. There was a lot of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Sounds and images oh, okay. and style, but not how they. But the, the plot episode. isn't like a Battlestar Galactic episode. Oh no, but the plot is non-existent. Is. The yeah, plot is no, just no. whatever they want for that's convenient at the time. No, the plot is the same every time. They just put different things in those spots. Uh, it's always a, a hot chick. There's always like a little brother or a son or something, and there's always a, a like a greedy landowner or a rancher or some rich greedy thing that's doing them wrong that Devin um, insists on Michael helping except for the biker we, gang we don't know of... how he found out about these things but apparently he did we find out Devin works for the military at some point what I don't like... know I don't know <laughs> I want to see the Devin version of Pennywise like his young adventures there we go I bet I bet he was awesome he doesn't seem like he was no not at all he's um, got that one eye move <laughs> Makes his eyes really yeah. big. All right, I'm Shannon. <laughs> I'm Jamie. And this is Married with Television, marriedwithtelevision.com. And uh, watch this, and when we put up Married with Night Rider episodes, watch listen to those two. Actually, listen to this. There's no watching this. We have no videos. Did you say so, watch this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.